This is exactly right. Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. Everything is fine. I'm alive. You're alive. Um, I had a late lunch, which doesn't bode well for anyone, but we're going to just try to do this and see what happens. Um, today, my guest is an Emmy Award winning writer. She's written what's probably the most famous episode of Rick and Morty. Uh, she wrote for Corporate. Silicon Valley, a whole variety of things. She's the showrunner of Disney Plus's She-Hulk. So she's just doing everything. Jessica, Jessica, Jessica Gao, I see you made it past my traps. <laughs> um, thank you for addressing me by my full name, which is Jessica hyphen Jessica hyphen Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> of course. It's the only way I will address you. How are you? I'm wonderful. You looked I mean, I said this when you walked in. You look fantastic. You're wearing the maybe the best jumpsuit I've ever seen. I'm very excited about this jumpsuit. I just got it. Where it's, did you get it from? It's this company called New Works, okay. N-O-O Works. Woman-owned. Beautiful. Love supporting a female-owned business. Of course. Um, another writer, Jay Chang, turned me on to this company because okay. I saw her in a blue leopard jumpsuit. Oh, this And I was company. like, I need to have this. Do they do them for men? You know, I don't know, but I'm sure. Look, after this, we'll do a little outfit switcheroo. You can <laughs> try this on. See if it works for yeah. me. You never know. You never know. I've got, you know, a, the look. Well, they do have multiple fits. Like, they have, like, like this is like the really fitted version, okay. but they have, like, a looser fit that's more of like a workman's jumpsuit. Okay. Well, I want a fitted suit. Uh, of course. I want something that I can you kind of look duck like in a... between lasers and. You, yes, you want to look like a gal Friday in Speed Racer. Exactly. You, you want to be the girl who, who waves the flag. That's me every day. <laughs> I, uh,. I do, I, I say this every time I see somebody in a jumpsuit, it, I, have I missed the jumpsuit wagon? Is it too late for me to get a jumpsuit? It's never too late because jumpsuits are forever. Jumpsuits are forever. Fully one third of my closet is jumpsuits. Really? I love jumpsuits. I love a one and done outfit. Oh, And course. I'm, I'm not. Uh, a, I'm not a dress person. Like, there's some dresses I like, but I'm not sure. generally a dress person. I love, I prefer menswear. Okay. So, like, for formal events. So, um, a jumpsuit is just, is the greatest one-piece thing. i give it a shot. Yeah. I mean, and the thing I love about this jumpsuit is it's a zipper. So, it's real wait, quick in and out. are most jumpsuits buttoned? It depends. I have a lot of buttoned ones, too, and those just That's take a That's a lot real, of buttons. Yeah, it takes a long time. I mean, I get it. 
uh, yeah. shirt button and I'm out of breath. <laughs> Get down to the crotch. I don't know. I'd be passed out on the floor in my new jumpsuit. I've also had jumpsuits where um, I've gone to a tailor and had them like lower the zipper or add a zipper to a buttoned one so that so that it's easier to get out of because you know the lower the zipper button goes the easier it is to get out of the jumpsuit sure well i was at a christmas party and i was wearing a a a romper which is a jumpsuit but with shorts i'm so Mm -hmm. glad that you i was i'm I'm constantly confused as to what a romper is (laughs) rompers is is the shorts version and is a jumper a third category uh, some people, well, in America, people use jumpers to describe any number of things, but okay. in, in England, in Europe, a jumper is a sweater. Oh. And in America, it's just like, it's the, truly the Wild West it could of definitions. Be any yes. type of clothing. Yes, because some people say, use jumper for jumpsuits. Some people say jumper for overalls. Suit of it's armor. lawless. Sure. Um, but a romper is just a short, shorts, you know, okay. version of a, of a jumpsuit. Um, so it's also known as a play suit. Play? I've yes. never heard play suit. Um, so I was wearing a jumpsuit, a velvet tuxedo romper to this yeah. holiday party. You were in your velvet play suit. I, I was in my velvet tuxedo play suit, Bridger, because <laughs> um, it was a formal event. And so I had to go to the bathroom and I had my boyfriend wait outside of the door to hold my purse while I went to the bathroom. And, you know, it took a very long time for me to struggle out of this of particular because the zipper is, was in the back. This is the I huge had, downfall yes, to and a, I had a yes, jumpsuit. And I had to do a lot of contortions to reach the zipper in the back. And I was wearing tights. It was like a whole thing. It took a long time. But the whole the walls were thin and I could hear my boyfriend chatting with another guy in line and they were speculating whether or not I was taking a dump. Because I was taking so long. What is he doing? Why would you do that to me? Well, because, well, I know Truck, your boyfriend, yes. and this is exact sort of behavior. He constantly kind you know of... know what an awful human being he's he is. He's a bad person. He is. I brought you here <laughs> to ask you to leave him. <laughs> I've come here to ask you to help me leave him. Well, I'm going to. It's going to take at least the two of us to take down Truck. Yes. And then when I came out of the bathroom... He was talking to Haley Joel Osment. Uh, what? <laughs> that was the person? Yes, that was the other person who was speculating about whether or not What is Haley Joel Osment talking to people, strangers, about their girlfriend's dumps? <laughs> Unbelievable. That is... <laughs> but I guess that's kind of the post-Sixth Sense life. Yeah. Is you just yeah and, I, and of course, I confronted them and said, I heard what you said, and <laughs> I spent a long time getting out of my jumpsuit. No thanks to you. Now, what did Haley have to say? Well, he had to use the bathroom, so he ran in there. <laughs> and then you and Truck speculated about what Haley was doing. <laughs> we knew exactly what he was doing. <laughs> Bathroom things. Bathroom things. He was getting out of his uh, play his, suit. His, his, his velvet play <laughs> suit. Yes. Oh, uh, well, Jessica, it's been a rough couple of days for me. Tell me. I, I'm just going to tell you, if you ever want to just destroy me, <laughs> ask me to accomplish a single task. <laughs> because yesterday... I had to go this the gift to a, a something related to this podcast. I had to get some gifts wrapped. I can't wrap a gift myself. I don't have that skill. I'm shocked to hear this. Well, it's one of the many skills I don't possess. Um, I would have bet money that you were an excellent gift wrapper. I it is maybe the saddest thing I can do physically. Like to watch <laughs> me try to wrap a gift is so pathetic and just. <laughs> So, I, that aside, I needed these gifts to look kind of professionally wrapped, and so I was just buzzing around the city for the better half of a day. I end up in Glendale at the Glendale Galleria, 
at my low point. <laughs> I'm, I walk into Papyrus. Are you familiar with Papyrus? Of course. They're closing. They're going out of business. By the time this airs, RIP, I have to imagine. But I go in there. There's this teen running the store. They, uh, I ask her if she can wrap the gifts for me. She said she could, but I would need to buy the paper in store. They didn't have any paper appropriate for this thing. Okay. So eventually I'm... I'm walking out of the store and I said, could you please do this for me? Will you, if I buy some off-site paper, would you mind wrapping these? And she looked at me and she said, I can tell you need this. So, <laughs> so I'll do it. The desperation I must have been radiating at the Glendale Galleria, I, it should have leveled the building. Um, but, God bless this teen. She came to my rescue. Although, of course, then I go to Target. They didn't have any wrapping paper. I went to the dollar store. No wrapping paper. How did Target not have wrapping paper? I needed paper? solid color wrapping I paper. I see. You were being choosy. I was being a choosy little chooser. <laughs> and unfortunately, that got in the way of things. And I also had a gym appointment. So then... Oh, boy. I go to the gym. After that, I head to Party City. Found some paper. So this is now like 7.30 at night. I'm calling Papyrus. Calling, trying to get back in touch with the teen. She's there. She's. I, I have to guarantee at this point, she's like, this man is a danger to me. <laughs> but she uh, she asked me if to come right over. She did the... I left the boxes with her. She wrapped them. Asked me to come by after they had closed. And now I've got at least... Part of my gifts wrapped. She ran out of ribbon. I'm having a real struggle. But, you know, I'm now here. I've got my soda. I'm here with you. I feel fine. Bridger, you can always ask me to wrap a gift for How, you. What are your gift wrapping skills like? Um, well, this was done in a slapdash, but... Okay, um, I like... The, I, so, you've brought this gift, yes. which I, of course, asked you not to, but you... <laughs> It's, uh, I think it's like very charming. Thank you. Well, I think you'll be impressed once you see what's inside that I was able to wrap it yeah. so that it actually has a shape. What lies beneath seems to be a kind of an odd shape. Yes. So it could be, it, yes. It's like essentially six dead pigeons wrapped together. <laughs> this is actually quite an accomplishment considering the shape of things inside. Yeah, okay. Um, so, but I, 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 I am an excellent gift wrapper. Where did you learn it. to wrap gifts? Trial and error. I always wrapped all of the. I always. I'm always the designated gift wrapper in my family. Like I've had to wrap my own g Christmas gifts oh. for years. <laughs> so. uh, knowing <laughs> what you've told me about your parents, this yes. lines up in a decent amount of ways. Yeah. So usually for Christmas, you know, I'm sequestered in a small room somewhere where just people just dump off, drop off piles of gifts, and I'm <laughs> and I'm there for a couple of hours just wrapping oh. piles and piles of gifts. <laughs> Oh, uh, speaking of your parents, I I would say no one on the planet is prouder of th her daughter than your mother. Would true. you say that's true? That's very fair. Can you cite any examples, any recent things or... Well, she keeps claiming that she's writing a book about me. <laughs> that's 50% memoir, 50% parenting guide. So. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I honestly, I mean, considering how you've turned out, maybe it's time, I mean... She gives the world some advice. I feel like she could be a bestseller. <laughs> I mean, she did. I mean, you you had an interesting childhood. You, for a year, were sent to China. Yeah, well, I was born in China, and then I came to America when I was four. And then when I was seven, my parents sent me back to the old country 
but alone. And what was the thinking behind that? Well, the party line that I was fed was that they wa- they were once I started school in America, I started speaking English a lot, yes. as you do. Yes, and yes. Uh, then they were very worried that I would lose my ability to speak Chinese. Despite oh. the fact that they didn't really speak English, so we only spoke Chinese at home. Sure. And also, we lived in the San Gabriel Valley, which is 90% Chinese people. Mm-hmm. There was a Chinese school every two blocks. Sure. Um, but they decided that they had to take the drastic step of sending me back to the old country to preserve my Chinese. And do you... Are you happy that that happened? Was it a good experience or was it... Um, well, I was not psyched about it. Sure. Um, I can't imagine at that age being sent to a yes. foreign country feels normal. Yes. I mean, I had to do it twice, you know. First, I had to go to America. And then I yes, had to, exactly. And then when Bouncing I, back and forth. Yes. But and also, you know, they sent me alone and mm-hmm. they told me, you know, don't tell anyone you're flying alone because it's illegal <laughs> and we'll get in trouble. <laughs> so, if anyone asks, just say your parents are in the bathroom. And oh. when, you, when the plane lands, just remember who was sitting around you and follow them and just keep oh. walking and eventually you'll see someone you know. Which, to be fair, is what happened. Sure. But also, you know, out. I mean, think about it this way. I had to go through customs and immigration by myself with filled out the forms myself also by the way no one raised a red flag just you know a (laughs) seven-year-old child walked up with a backpack and a toy briefcase by the way i was carrying a plastic toy briefcase oh like a non-functioning it was like for your teddy bear or something um, it was for my comic books and oh, my gum. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, <laughs> And I probably had like a coloring book or two in there. But it was for, you know, my plane essentials. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure I kept my passport in there. Oh, that um, is the cutest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, you know, and then I walked up to whoever mm-hmm. in immigration and gave them my passport and my scrawled out customs forms. And they were like, this looks all in order. <laughs> Go on through. <laughs> they just assumed you were a 45 year old woman. And yes. That's so crazy. Yeah. Um, I've, I do want to get on record here. Mm-hmm. Speaking about San Gabriel Valley. Yes. There's a... A city within the San Gabriel Valley mm-hmm. that's spelled A-L-H-A-M-B-R-A. Yes. Is that right? Yes. I said, I pronounced this word to you uh, a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and you immediately shamed me for the yes. way I pronounced it. Of course. But, and I correct, imme- the shame was so <laughs> deep that I immediately corrected. Mm-hmm. So I called it Alhambra. Mm-hmm. You said Bridger, that's God bless you. I, I believe you pronounced it much more European. You were like Alhambra. And, but how do you pronounce it? Alhambra. Because and, it's not a gorgeous city in Spain. <laughs> it's not Alhambra, which a lot of, I've heard a lot of people. That's I can always tell, I can always tell someone did not, is not from LA because they say Alhambra. Well, since correcting it, mm-hmm. Every time I say it to people who are not from L.A., they yes. look at... Because it, Alhambra sounds like you're a secretary in Minneapolis. <laughs> yes, you sound like an ugly American tourist yeah. going over to Alhambra and calling it Alhambra. But in Alhambra, it's pronounced Alhambra. Los Angeles is kind of a trap mm-hmm. that way because sometimes you do have... You, you do have pronounce it correctly. It, yes. And then other times it's just like this is as far from the original pronunciation as possible. Yes. But we've got it on record now. I kind of consider you the expert. It's canon now. Yes. So I uh, I can now march forward calling it Alhambra in comfort. Yeah. And just tell people you grew up there. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to become a huge liar. Anytime yes. I'm, I need to pronounce something. Oh, let's not pretend you already are. Well, I've deceived plenty <laughs> of people. <laughs> and I will continue to do so. <laughs> something else. That I don't think 
many people know about you, and this is another thing I'd like to beg you on the podcast to do. You need to start your own Costco podcast. <laughs> because Jessica Gao, no one in the world knows more about Costco and is more passionate about Costco than you. That's very true. You, uh, I think, are my only... The only person in Los Angeles I know personally who, well, let's see, maybe there are a couple people who is a member of Costco, but you're very proud of, of it, and you're happy to take people on. Yeah. Essentially, you took yes, me on a I tour did. of I Costco. I sherpered you through Costco. I mean, I was obviously, uh, my family growing up had a Costco membership, but uh, I hadn't been there in years, and it's a wonderland. You it really showed is. me. <laughs> you put me on a magic carpet and took me through Costco, <laughs> and I ended up buying 15 protein bars. Yes. And what was funny was you had said to me, oh, I'd love to go to Costco with you one of these days <laughs> on one of your weekly pilgrimages. Sure. And I said, great. And, you know, usually when people say that, it's because they want to buy something at Costco <laughs> and they needed somebody who has a membership. And when we arrived there, I think after like 10, 15 minutes of browsing, you know, and I'm filling my cart. Of course. Um, I asked you what you wanted to buy and you said, oh, I'm not planning to buy anything. <laughs> I Is just, that true? Yes, I don't and you this said detail. I just wanted to tag along, which I okay, thought was makes the ravings of a madman. Well, this is frequently what I'm doing. It's just <laughs> making choices that most, not 99% of the population would make. But uh, I, I guess I did want to just go look at Costco. And uh, it was a nice little walk around the store. But you gave me a, a guided tour that I had never, unlike anything I had seen before. You've also given me details about Costco. For example, uh, the food court chicken sand. The chicken bake? Chicken bake. Can you explain? Because it's kind of an interesting it, it origin. Was, it was created because they were tasked with trying to figure out what new menu item they could make with the existing ingredients that they already had in the kitchen. Oh, So they okay. used the dough that they make for pizza. Okay. And then they already serve a Caesar salad. So they were going to use that dressing and the chicken that they used in the chicken Caesar okay. salad. And then they were like, let's just put this all together. What a fun, creative yeah, Costco So they don't challenge. have to introduce a new ingredient. Yes, they have everything yeah, available. But they have and a new item. I've never had the chicken bake. I've had a hot dog. I've had pizza. Yeah, the hot dog is the way to go. Yeah, I think that's kind. Of, I mean, I will say the pizza is good enough. <laughs> it's just as good as any other chain pizza. Yeah, place definitely. Actually, I. I would say better than most chain pizza. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can buy the whole pie. Really? Mm -hmm. And just sit down on one of those picnic benches and go to town. Yeah. Or, you know, take it away if you're having a party with people who have who aren't picky. Oh, uh, sure. You can call them and reserve an entire pie. Well, the other thing that you taught me recently is that I don't need a Costco membership to go into the food area. No, you don't. Anyone can go and eat in the concessions area. Because I've frequently wanted to go get a hot dog, but was afraid of the club atmosphere. <laughs> I mean, most Costco's in Southern California, the the food area is outside anyway. So oh, you don't even have to enter the warehouse. Okay. Like the one in uh, Los Feliz. Yes. Here we go with the yeah. Los oh, yeah. Feliz. Oh, Los yeah. Feliz. Of course. The one in Los Feliz, um, it's, it's completely outside. So anyone can walk up there. You can jaunt on over for a lunch. I've got, I mean... I think that's our next uh, lunch date is Costco. 
but that means we would have to go through Costco, of course. You think I would ever oh, go there oh, and not set foot inside Costco? Well, do you think I wouldn't follow you till the <laughs> end of Costco? <laughs> to the end I of the love Costco wa- Earth. Yes, I love watching your purchases at Costco because, <laughs> I mean, recently there's been a very exciting Costco purchase by you. The ham. Yes. Can you talk about the ham? Well, this brings me to uh, the gift I wanted to bring you. Oh, Lord. That's what I wanted to bring you. Oh, can you imagine? Okay, so Costco has been, during the holidays, Costco, which is, by the way, the the, uh, Christmas season is the most exciting time at Costco. It's when they have all these, like, amazing seasonal items. It's when, like, all the good alcohol goes on sale. They have all these gift sets. It's truly the best time of year. They really bring it all out. They, They really do. And so this year they had, um, uh, if our listeners, our, your listeners, no. ours, you're now the co-host. <laughs> I, I forgot to tell you, I've filled out the contract work. Is that what I signed? Yes. It's now we said no gifts. Okay. <laughs> the, I see. Colon, the Costco podcast. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. This is how you're getting me to do the po- Costco yes. podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your Trojan horse has worked. Thank you. Um, so, uh, Jamon Serrano and Jamon Iberico. Okay. Which are Spanish cured hams. Mm-hmm. Jamon Serrano is very, very common. Uh, um, it's, uh, made from white pigs. Okay. And, uh, and it's relatively, uh, inexpensive. Sure. Because it's like the most common. It's basically like an umbrella term. Hamon Samorano is like a, an umbrella term for most cured hams made from white pigs. Okay. And, uh, Costco was selling a set that was an entire leg <laughs> of cured ham and uh with a stand because you need a special stand yes. to hold it and with a carving knife because the legs kind of like boop you know it's kind <laughs> yes, of i mean uh, it's leg shaped it's a pig leg it's so. like a leg is sticking its uh out from underneath a skirt or yes something. it was meant to be supported by three other legs not to stand yeah. alone <laughs> yes. um and so you know the, the flavor is is similar to prosciutto okay um so i saw it i purchased it was a hundred dollars which oh, is a wow. steal because okay. it's th- that leg is over 15 pounds wow yeah and it came with a stand and a knife that's true it's Truly, oh, I mean, if you got a little eight ounce package of it, it would probably be ten bucks. You know? Oh well, you're. I mean, now you can run you're, a ham stand. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So I bought it. Um, didn't think what I was gonna like how I would deal with this, but I just thought I must have it. <laughs> I must have that must pig have leg. That pig leg. So I brought it home. My neighbor is uh, an excellent cook. She actually went to culinary school. Okay. So I had her over and she like carved it up. Like you know, every night we would have a, a one hour ham carving session, and I would oh, this bring is it. Beautiful. And I would bring. I would fill a Ziploc bag with sliced ham, <laughs> and I would bring it to the writers' room every day. Sure. And they they started refer. You know, now we have a term in the writers' room called the ham bag, and you would tell. <laughs> people to pass the handbag and they loved it so much and my assistant uh my assistant Yusong uh multiple times said Jessica if you would provide me with an apron and buy another ham to keep in the writer's room I will happily slice it oh wow. for the writing staff what a wonderful um, gesture <laughs> and uh, a friend of mine uh Andrew T said that um I should buy a ham to keep in the writer's room so that and force Yusong to slice it throughout the day and reward the writers anytime they had a good pitch I would nod to Yusong and he would toss them a slice of just a like ham. a pack of dogs <laughs> like some trained seals. <laughs> yes. Your circus animals. <laughs> and so. Oh, you should be wearing a top hat while you're doing Absolutely. This. The lion tamer. And uh, with my cane. Oh. Um, so right after Christmas, 
it an unprecedented thing happened. It went on sale for fifty percent off. Wow, fifty dollars for an entire pig leg. Oh, that's insane! With stand and carving Your knife. Your home should be nothing but pig legs. I know. So of course I snatched one up and <laughs> I brought it home. And truck came home and said, "Did you buy another ham leg?" <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yes, I did. And I don't want to hear a word about it. <laughs> and I brought it into the writer's room right after Christmas break. And they were overjoyed. Oh, I can only imagine. It's down to its last little bit of bits of meat. How long does a cured? I mean, like, as you far, can, it, does it expire? Yes, it does. But um, you can uh, keep it at room temperature, like a cool room temperature sure. um, for several weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah. You just um, when you slice off because the, the outside layer is fat. Okay. Um, so you slice off the fat. Um, in big pieces sure. so that you can get to the meat that you slice. But you save those flaps of fat to put back on the meat and then you, saran- and then you saran wrap all of it to keep it in place because the fat actually keeps the the oh, room wow. from drying out the meat. Wow. Thanks but, um, to our ancestors for figuring yes, out. Yes. Um, one of our writers got so into it that he has purchased on his own with his own money multiple boning knives and a ham cover, a specialty cover just for Hamon. Is it like a little jean leg? It's, a, it's like a little, it? it's a, it's basically, it looks like the ham leg is wearing a cape. Oh, okay. And it's quite adorable. I actually feel like there's a business in that, like little pa- half pants that you pull over the... <laughs> just one leg of Yeah, pants. exactly. A pants. Corduroy. Yes. Denim. And then the, the other ham that they had available at Costco is the Hamon Iberico. Okay. And the Iberico is much more scarce and much more expensive. It's made uh, with black pigs and these pigs um, eat a diet of, I think, uh, the year before they're slaughtered, like, eat a diet of only acorns. Wow. And so their meat has this very deep, nutty delicious flavor. They're eating nothing but acorns. Acorns. And they're so delicious and it's so much more expensive. So the they had an Iberico, same kit, Iberico sure. leg. It was $550. Oh. I... I, I really, really thought about it, but I... You but didn't I, do it. I didn't do it. This feels like something you're going to regret. I 50 years from now, you're going to say, oh, why I didn't I? immediately regretted it. And then when I went back during the sale, it was I heard it was $300, but I <laughs> I went to two Costco's and they didn't have the Iberico anymore. Oh, my Huge heart reg- I know. is breaking for you right now. But, <sighs> you know, know, there's always the next holiday There's always... Season. Oh, next year, I'm going to be... My cart will be filled. But I mean, with ham legs. All that said, it seems like they are. They had this fire sale on the pig legs, and were they not selling well? Were you the only person on I, the planet I, buying? I don't know who else is buying this. You know, but it seems like a wonderful deal. I yes. well, maybe you know after this ep- episode explodes onto the internet, people are gonna. <laughs> there's gonna be ham fever. It's true. There is people gonna, gonna be, gonna ham be fever. snatching them up all over the country. Um, I so I wanted to bring when you invited me on this podcast, I and you told me no gifts. I immediately yes. thought I must purchase an entire ham leg for Bridger. <laughs> well, this is our dynamic. I ask you not to do something, <laughs> and then your psychological. Games. Yes, and of course I have to choose the most cumbersome gift ever. Sure, just give me kind of a curse. Like, what would you do with a 15-pound ham leg what in a wooden holder and a carving knife? I would trap you in my apartment. 
and uh, demand that you slice it for me because I am not good with knives. Oh, or... and it's a sharp knife. I cut myself. Oh, I would absolutely cut myself. I've provided gloves to my writing staff. Gloves? Yes. Each like, member like, got like, a... No, no, no. Like, there's a box of gloves by the ham station. Okay. Rubber gloves? No, like uh, like plastic sandwich making, like, like uh, food prep gloves. Oh, kind yeah. of those like uh, see-through ones. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's a very sanitary. You should be running a pig restaurant. <laughs> What can I say? A pig restaurant. I love the way you said that as if it's a genre of restaurant. Well, it what is now. What do you now. feel like eating tonight? Italian, Mexican, pig? pig. <laughs> Honey, take me out to a pig dinner. <laughs> Please. Um, so I went back to Costco uh, this week and uh, there were no more no oh, more hamons. Well, and hopefully the future holds yeah. some. Next time you buy one, I've got to, I have to try it. Well, maybe, ugh, I know. Oh, you know what? I should have filled up a handbag for you. Oh, yeah, because there's still some there's leftover There's still some in the ham. room, yeah. Mm, we've only had it out for two weeks. sitting there in a dark room. Yes, we've only, in a windowless room, by the oh, way. creepy. <laughs> but it's wearing a little cape, and it looks That's so true. cute. That's true. Okay, well, I mean, we've circled around this. Yes. There's a, a gift. You brought me this gift obviously and i'm not going to say no to a gift that's been forced upon me i I can tell you're seething in anger i am just trembling right now i'm just i barely controlling my heart rate but you know it is your own fault because you knew what i would the moment you told me not to do something you knew i was going I to haven't do it. quite figured out our our psychosexual, our psychosexual relationship <laughs> i'm always the fool in it i'm always the one with my leg in the trap uh but one day i'll learn and you're going to just be destroyed i need to do i, I guess i need to go more emotional more, more I, psychological. I I think you'll find that that'll fail you. <laughs> you you're a very crafty zero, person. Zero emotions. <laughs> That's like a true. true That's very true. You're. Uh, I mean, very few things can affect Jessica Gao, but I'm going to find something. Arguably, you have found the thing because gift giving does. Is the only thing in life that stresses me out. Stresses you out. Did this, did this stress you out? This did stress me out because my, because I had the perfect gift picked out. Sure. And and then then everything went to hell. Everything collapsed. My, my beloved Costco betrayed me. Oh my. And you've given them so much. I know. And so, and that was your true intent. Is, oh. is to hurt me. Of course. <laughs> to my core, which yes. is... <laughs> I showed you that your lover didn't care for you. My God. Yes, your God, your lover, me. your husband, your child, <laughs> your community. Yes. Like They've a nun, turned... I am married to my God, which to Costco. is Costco. <laughs> You're a Costco nun. Um, well, I, uh, I, let's, you know, maybe I'll open it up. Why, why don't you? Let's see what's happening here. I love uh, this wrapping paper. It's kind of a, um, I want to say almost a Scandinavian holiday paper with uh, what appear to be trees, uh, well, you know, various things. And then this beautiful bow. I'm so bad. Mm-hmm. I didn't learn to tie my shoes until I was in first grade. My younger sister taught me how to tie my shoes. In Your Kimberly. younger yes. sister? Yes. Oh my! That's when I—that's when I learned the power of how much more powerful women are than men. 
Uh, and I oh, ha- I'll never forget it. Okay, and it's got a little card on it. Oh, okay, just to Bridger from Jessica. Beautiful. Let's open it yeah, up. Yeah, it's called a gift tag, Bridger. It's a not gift- a card. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you need a- Bridger I'm going to just struggle. Struggling <laughs> with a very simple I've ribbon. I've lost control of my hands. It's the same kind of ribbon that you would tie your shoes with, so well, yeah, clearly so he's still these struggling. These hands are not made for, for untying. <laughs> That old Nancy Sinatra song. Let's see here. Okay. Just rip it, Chip Richard. Just rip it. I don't it. like to rip. I like to see, unfold. See, look, this is a testament to the wrapping is that you couldn't tell where the seam was. Oh, what is happening here? Oh, this is beautiful. Are these Costco cookies? They are. That's why, I was, has... I, that's why I was grinning like a fool when you brought up Costco. <laughs> this is a treat deluxe i've opened the thing it's uh, a, a 24 cookie count of these chocolate chunk cookies from costco which the costco bakery i will say is fantastic it really is they fantastic really do some wonderful i you we have now turned this into the costco <laughs> podcast <laughs> everything is going according to plan we will soon you thought it was your suggestion costco. but tr- really i've inception again you. back to the psychosexual games <laughs> i am you're always one step ahead of me it's disgusting <laughs> beautiful okay so uh, there's something underneath it as well we'll get to that soon but you obviously know of my love of cookies absolutely i am a cookie fanatic yes lifelong i i will eat any type of cookie i'm very snobbish about it but also absolutely open to eating any type of cookie yeah do you like cookies? I do, but I'm very picky. I, I'm not like you. I'm I'm not desperately crawling in the streets for a taste <laughs> of anything sweet. <laughs> I am in the gutter just looking for that little <laughs> morsel. Just fiending. Yeah, yes. So what uh, what is a good cookie to you? Uh, I love a classic chocolate chip. Okay. I love what I really would like and I can never find is chocolate chip with macadamia nuts. Because macadamia oh, nut cookies are always combo. white chocolate, yep. which I hate. Hate. That's a what a waste of a cookie, right? Just too sweet. But I want a chocolate chip cookie with macadamia nuts. Have you That's found this? Um, I think a uh, uh, Pepperidge Farms does one. Okay. Yes. And how do you feel about a Pepperidge Farm? I love a Milano. I love okay, a mint sure. Milano. Oh, that's a very soothing cookie mm-hmm. to eat. And I like, love a mint Milano. The texture, it's a very s- yeah. smooth. Uh, yeah, it's like a very ni- 1995 luxury, I think. <laughs> yes, it's, it's like, remember when Vianetta was a big oh, thing? Oh, of course. Oh, the height I of fantasized <laughs> about getting one of those. I, and then we eventually got one and it was fine, but the commercials, I mean, oh, made yeah. it look like Oh, no, I, I would have done any, like, my parents went through a spell where they kept buying it for me because that's all I wanted to eat. <laughs> And I I loved it. How big was that? Was it about the size of a loaf of bread? Yeah, it was like a Swiss roll. Okay, yeah. a Swiss roll. Or a pound cake. Oh, right. And they would come in different flavors, or was there only one? Um, As far as I remember, there was only like a classic, you It was know. like a chocolate. It was like a chocolate and vanilla, like with whipped cream. Yes. And, yeah. And I feel like there was some recent resurgence with those, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they ever went away in England. Because oh, it's a British The British thing. held on. No, no, it was like a. It's a British brand. 
brand. Oh, yeah. okay. That feels like a great British Bake Off item they should be making. That should be round well, two. But it's ice cream. It's not really a cake. Oh, you want to talk to me about the Great Brit? <laughs> They've gone off track. I I can't cite a single example, but I do I do remember recent seasons. Uh, they've had episodes that have nothing to do with baking. Yeah, you watch that show. Yeah, of course. Oh, like uh, like when they had them grill flatbread. Oh, I haven't seen this, yeah. but I'm already There was outraged. one episode where they, this was a, this was not the recent season, but maybe like two or three seasons ago. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, they were like grilling flatbread. What? Yeah, which what? really felt like it was stretching the limits of a uh, bake-off. Yeah. What, was there a theme to that episode? Uh, it doesn't. I, have, I don't remember. How, how bizarre. But I, I also think that that's an example of how it shouldn't be a part of it if you can't even place a theme with oh, it. Oh, yeah. I I guess it's flatbread. The theme is flatbread. <laughs> the theme is bread, perhaps? I do love a flatbread. But uh, nah. actually, I'll say this. I like a freshly made flatbread. If you have like a yeah. pita that came out of a plastic bag, it's basically chewing uh, rubber, you know? Um, Look, it's no cookie in your world. It's no cookie. I So I have a complicated relation well not even i actually it's very simple it's i love eating cookies but for the first four years of my life in los angeles i was eating nine cookies a night why did you keep count it, i that's a great and question it's so precise yeah it didn't matter what type of cookie it was as and nine what cookies size didn't matter what size Interesting. so it ranged from like a nutter butter to uh like i began making my own cookies so like a chocolate chip cookie this mm-hmm. sort of thing eventually realized that maybe that i mean maybe not a normal a normal amount of cookies to be eating so i've recently downsized to three cookies a night but it's still a very uh it's something that i stick to and it's probably the only constant that i currently deal with you've made cookies for me before i have you sat in my kitchen and watched me make cookies yeah so you made me like a a paleo cookie right so it's made with almond flour and it's sweetened with maple syrup it was delicious it was but it was also peanut butter no chocolate chip chocolate chip i like a peanut butter chocolate chip I've made those before. I'm more of a cake person. Oh, interesting. I love a cake. Do you make cakes? No, I do not. I'm actually not a baker. Okay. I don't really bake very... You love to cook. I love to cook. Most people who love to cook don't bake. Most That's bakers true. don't cook. Yeah, it's a weird... I, it's a different personality type, I feel like. I don't cook at all. What is, yeah. what is the difference? I don't like the precision of baking. I don't... And I also don't like the blind faith of it because you have to be very precise yes. and then throw everything together and then throw it in the oven and just pray mm-hmm. that it works out. Out the way it's promised too much blind faith um, what I like about cooking is you're constantly adjusting you can improvise you can con- every step of the way you're f- adjusting and fixing yes yeah and I think for me I um, I find comfort in knowing that I have to do everything exactly right mm-hmm. I've given a strict set of instructions that I cannot move away from and then I'm rewarded with a cookie whereas with the cooking, I can't trust myself to if I if I have any wiggle room, I'm going to put too much or too little of something in and screw up the whole process. But that's the great thing is that if you do too much or too little of something, you can always adjust and fix it. And baking, you're screwed. You're screwed. You're just you throwing out the whole. You have sheet. to start over. Yeah. Well, like a, like a terrified 1950s housewife <laughs> before her husband, her angry I've husband comes home. <laughs> well, I I don't know. I. 
Anything that allows some level of decision making on my part terrifies me. I mean, that's why I'm not going to a yogurt land because I'm <laughs> out of control and I will ruin whatever it is that I'm supposed to enjoy. Oh, I will only go to yogurt land. Is that I true? I won't go to pink. I don't like it. I don't want somebody else making it for me. Oh, interesting. I won't go to Pinkberry either. I guess maybe my problem here well, is I mean, yogurt. One of the owners of Pinkberry murdered a homeless man. What? So there's that. What happened? Yes. He, he was driving through somewhere. It was like a road road rage incident and he got out of his car and beat a homeless man to death and then drove off what yeah and was, he was caught is he in prison um that i don't know i think he went to trial for it but he got off who knows i don't know i don't know i didn't follow i didn't wow. keep following because well, uh, look once i heard that i was like it's i don't need to follow the story the i'm pink done berry murder yeah, the pink berry murder oh i was never a fan of pink berry i just felt like well it was just because it was the first in la yeah i love yogurt land because this is going to shock you to your core. I like to get just the original tart. Okay. No toppings. What? Is, oh, yes. no. No toppings. That is not normal behavior. <laughs> You're I just going can, in and filling up a thing. I fill up and I get the biggest size and I fill and I'm paying $7. So you know that that's a lot that's of a yogurt. That's a lot of yogurt. That's a lot of yogurt. No toppings. Wow. That and you're eating the whole thing. Absolutely. Your tongue is not completely <laughs> numb by the end of it. No. I mean, I will say that's the that is probably what people should do at Yogurt Land rather than putting in like two ounces of yogurt and then dumping M and M's and Skittles all yeah. over it. Yes, um, just eat Skittles and M and M's. Yeah, then. if you wanted I'm to buy candy, the, go to the grocery yeah, store. Yeah, go to Candyland, not Yogurt Land. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so you're a you're a true purist. I'm you're, a very much I mean, a purist. A, yeah, a very minimal yes, approach I to want, Yogurt Land. I want, also here's the other thing. I love cake. Don't care for frosting. Okay, I can see that yeah. actually. That's I why love I don't like unfrosted cake. I don't like a cupcake because it's almost yeah. entirely frosting. Yes, I scrape off all the frosting yeah. on a cupcake. Yeah, I could get behind. I I need a little bit of frosting, maybe in the middle of a cake. But uh, yeah, a little it, bit is fine, especially if it's a red velvet cake. You have to have some cream cheese frosting. Sure, but um, generally speaking, just frosting is too. It's well, it, it's a much, weak cake sweet. that depends yeah. on a frosting. Yes, right. Let's You're be absolutely honest. right. I, if it's a wonderful chocolate cake, it doesn't need a, an ounce of frosting. You're absolutely right. Just let me right. dive right into the sponge. <laughs> I'm not a huge cake person in general. I feel like it's an enormous commitment. It's like you're committing to that one flavor for essentially a pound of food. And that, this is where I'm a cookie man. I can eat <laughs> A cookie man? I can eat a cookie, and then if I enjoy it, I can eat eight more if i don't enjoy it i i'm already done with the commitment who's forcing you to eat an entire cake bridger well my cake master <laughs> standing behind me and just demanding i've never been in a situation where i had to commit to eating the entire oh cake. it happens to me multiple times a week i mean usually you eat a cake somewhere where someone serves you one slice oh not me <laughs> I'm getting married every Friday, and my husband is shoving a cake in my mouth. Do you, wait, do you think that at weddings, the groom has to eat the entire cake? That's at every wedding I've been to. <laughs> I've watched them eat themselves sick. Someone rolls them out of the room, and the, uh, you know, the wedding guests are all crying. <laughs> but that's tradition. 
let's talk about these cookies. These cookies. Should I so, eat one? Yes. So what is that going to be I, a sound that podcast listeners you can hate? turn your head? Do you want a cookie? Um, Stephen, I think we should all we eat should a cookie. all eat a Costco cookie. So That's I what you buy so, in bulk. Well, yes. Yeah, so once I realized I couldn't, the hemon was was not in the cards. Um, I I thought. Well, what what should I get in bulk for Bridger? And I thought, well, he's a desperate cookie hound. <laughs> so I should go and big get the biggest package of cookies. And honestly, it's I have incredible. to say, I'm disappointed at how this is not the size that I wanted. I was hoping that there would be a package of cookies that was like three times this. 24 cookies, though. That's a lot of cookies. And these are I like, wanted you to have 60 cookies. Cookie. I wanted 60, 60 cookies, cookies for you. I would have taken them. I would have frozen some. I would have enjoyed some tonight. I'm trying a cookie. It's chewier than I thought it would be. This is a good cookie. Mm-hmm. I think this is a very good cookie. It's like it's not um, dry and it's not too moist. It's mm-hmm. just like a nicely baked. It's a good uh, chocolate to cookie ratio. Now, you as a cookie or as a Costco genius, do you mm-hmm. think they're making these from scratch at Costco, or is this brought in frozen and they're baking it? Mm, I bet. I bet it's brought in frozen and they're baking it. Okay. I'd ha- I hate to say it. That's fine. Although, I don't know. They bake their cakes on site, so why wouldn't they make the cookies? That's they got true. the dough. You know what? Speaking of frosting and cake and Costco, I kind of like the frosting at Costco. It's like that light frosting. Yes. They've got a great sheet cake there. Mm-hmm. Very, very affordable. Yes. You can order one that's custom. That's what I should have gotten, actually. Oh. A, a gigantic sheet cake that's with says, like a nude photo Bridger. of me. Yes, a nude photo. And I have so many to choose from. Well, I'm sending them to you constantly. What do you think? Hourly. Yeah. <laughs> Jessica, can I get your eyes on this? <laughs> um, but sometimes you send me a nude and you just say, no notes, please. <laughs> well, sometimes I just need to put it out into the world without your harsh criticisms. <laughs> How long do you think this container of 24 cookies is going to last you? I'm going to say, well, I'm probably going to eat three a night if I just stuck to an eight-day plan that, you know, well, that's, we've already eaten three, so down to 21, so that's seven days of cookies. And these are pretty sizable cookies. I would say they're, they're... They're bigger than the base of a coffee mug. Yeah, so I'm going to, what I'm going to say is I'm going to do two of these a night, but I'm also going to freeze a significant portion of them and mix it mix it up with the other cookies I currently have in my home. For Christmas, uh Jim, my boyfriend, bought me uh Levain bakery cookies. Have you ever had a Levain cookie? No, I haven't. This is a bakery in New York that's kind of a famous thing at this point, but I've been a li- a long-time fan of their cookies which are essentially the size of a softball. And uh, he had some of those shipped to our apartment. And so those are currently occupying a large por- portion of our freezer. Mm. Um, so I've got those. I have cookie dough I made personally. And recently my mom sent me a box full of biscotti. So this is now entering the cookie rotation. Oh, my God. You're a cookie baron. It's ins- I mean, my apartment, my the food in my apartment is one of the most insane things that a person could see. And I can acknowledge this. There is no nothing of any nutritional value. <laughs> there is a fridge with water, coffee, and milk in it. All cookie accessories. All cookie accessories. And then a freezer literally packed with cookies. <laughs> and then I have uh, protein bars for breakfast. The rest of it, there's nothing else to eat in my apartment, and it's really You're kind in- of pathetic. Inhum- this, is the, this is the diet of a serial killer. It 100% is. Every, I'm sorry, I've got food in my mouth. 
I've got a cookie. Um, anytime we have somebody come to watch the dog, I remember, oh no, they're going to look through the pantry and just be like, oh yeah, I'm going to die in Bridger's apartment. He's going to bake me into a giant cookie. Oh, wouldn't that be sweet? Now, okay, so we've made it. I'm still enjoying my cookie, but the cookies are not the only part of this gift. There's also, and I've, I've never successfully said this word, so I'm going to give it a shot. Ferrero Rocher. I've always said Ferrero Rocher, but I Rocher. don't know. But uh, sure, like if if it was truly French, it would be Rocher. Um, these, this is one of my earliest Costco memories is them bringing these around in the, during the holidays and thinking that is the fanciest right? candy I've yes, ever seen. Absolutely. Yes. When you're a child, you think that must cost a million dollars. Yes. And I, I still have no, uh, this would take me down on the prices, right? I have no yeah. idea how much this costs. <laughs> this is, and this is like kind of like a fancy-ish gift box of it. So I, because I was disappointed by the quantity of cookies in that container, <laughs> I thought I have to get more cookies for Bridger. <laughs> and and I was walking down the cookies and crackers aisle mm-hmm. trying to make some decisions, real hard decisions, and I thought am I am I really going to put together a gift basket of cookies now at this point? <laughs> but then I saw the Ferrero and I thought, well, nothing's a classier gift oh, than a gift box of Ferrero Rocher. This is so I'm going to hold a dinner party and everyone's going to think I'm extra fancy. Everyone's going to think you became a millionaire Where overnight. Where did Bridger get all this money? He's got 20 <laughs> One cookies and 48 Ferrero Rocher. Um, now, because this is a Costco blog, I yes. don't mind telling the listeners that this was this gift box was $13.50. Thir- that's nothing. Mm-hmm. That's very little. That's yeah, absolutely. two bags of M&M's at this, this point. This is at least $50,000 worth of Ferrero Rocher. Yo, of course. <laughs> Yo, I think you're being kind. This is <laughs> this is 75 grand of chocolate and hazelnut. Absolutely. And so you see why the gift wrapping uh, was a, a bit of a feat. Yeah, because these are two oddly shaped boxes. And I'm I'm now just the podcast is me talking with a cookie in my mouth. I think that's <laughs> from now on you will not hear my voice if there's not some sort of baked good in it and I apologize. No, these two objects put together would be very difficult to wrap and you managed to make a charming wrapping out of it which is something I couldn't do. And you thought it was one item. I thought it was one, well, I to be fair to me I thought it was six dead pigeons wrapped <laughs> together. So melded into one beautiful sculpture. Yes, as you do. You did go to art school. I did. I was an art major. That's right. So that I guess that Well, they makes did, sense. there was no gift wrapping class in oh, art school. Oh, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> There should be. You know, people, when whenever the world found out that Candy Spelling, widow of Aaron Spelling, um, had a had not one, not two, but three gift wrapping rooms in her mansion. Everybody made fun of her. But you know what? Tell me that doesn't sound wonderful. Yesterday, I could have used at least one yes. gift wrapping room. Imagine if I said, Bridger, come over. You can use my gift wrap room. Oh, I would kill. Yes. And to have three, you've got one for the for wrapping gift- gifts, one for crying, one for. <laughs> uh, well, I imagine there for different seasons. Like I'm sure Christmas mm. has its own room. Oh, that makes sense. Right? A birthday room. Yeah, and then the miscellaneous room, mm-hmm. the baptism room. Yeah, or maybe one was for making gift baskets. Yo, one okay. was for actual gift wrapping. Oh, there's any number of ways I could organize multiple gift wrapping rooms. Oh my god. <laughs> Is there a fact that m- more people know than this fact that she owned these three gift wrapping rooms? I feel like every person on the planet is aware that Candy Spelling has. Yes. Well, they made such a big deal. The tabloids made such a big deal oh, about it. Oh, okay. 
What year was it? I feel like I learned this in maybe 1997. Does that feel right? Yeah, I would say sometime in the late 90s was okay. when it first came to light. When, when the investigative <laughs> journalist first discovered this. <laughs> Cracked the case. Is Candy still alive? She is. You know, she's probably in one of those rooms right now. No, she sold that house. That oh, matched that estate. Yeah. Okay. So I wonder who lives there now. And do Someone the who's having rooms. a wonderful time wrapping she's gifts. Just wrapping gift after All day gift. long. You know what I was wondering, and maybe this does exist, but you know there are those uh, t-shirt folding things? Yes, yes. Is there something like that for gifts? Am I giving away a million dollar idea right now? I would kill to have something that's essentially one of the... Because I've used those t-shirt folding things and they work beautifully. Do I it think, for a gift. I think, well... Yeah, it's called a gift bag. Gift bags no, were, no, 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 were no, no, invented no. for people like you. No, I want to feel like a professional. I want to. You show know up what might a- be helpful for you is um, the Japanese um, like to use textiles to wrap a gift because then it's oh, reusable. That's genius. Because that is the one thing is that whenever I do have to wrap, it, I try to avoid wrapping a gift whenever I can, just because I always feel so guilty that we're wasting so much paper. Yes, but um, but you know the, the Japanese will use um, like beautiful textiles and. Oh. Um, Um, And, you know, there's like different techniques to doing it. And that way, the person who receives it can reuse it and wrap it. And you just pass it on. That's really smart. You just go down to the fabric store. Mm -hmm. Oh, maybe I'll give that a shot. And then I feel like that. You don't have the crinkling. Yes, oh, exactly. You kind of just it, you you just you know t- tie it up on top and put a put a ribbon on it or something. Or if you know how to tie it in a beautiful way. Yes, Japan as a country, I think, has really nailed packaging. Yes, I think they're great at packaging. Whether it's a gift or whatever, it always looks neatly prepared and uh, very precisely designed. Yeah, interesting. What are they doing over there that the rest of us are failing at? All kinds of weird shit. I haven't had one in a long time. I'm not. I am not going to eat one right now because I will be sick. Or is it because you are saving this to bring to, to a the, dinner party? That's true. Everyone, here I am. Do either of you want one? Well, now I'd, I'm afraid because I feel like you are going to you. You've been pl- you're planning to bring this to a dinner party. I'm not, uh, Jessica. <laughs> give me a break. Do you want one? All right, crack it open. Okay. Of course, I want one. I I will never say no to a Ferrero. The thing for me is I need to save a little room for treats later because I like to have a treat at the end of the day. And if I eat one of these now, look, you're nowhere. And I've been keeping track of your caloric intake today, and <laughs> you're course. nowhere near nine cookies. Um. Well, you know, I as I said, I'm done doing nine cookies. It's now a three cookie. Three oh, this is Monte. you weaning yourself. This is your methadone. Mm-hmm. I'm opening. This is a beautiful package. I think you're going to have to undo more tape. Okay. Yeah, because you only did half. And if this had been wrapped in Japan, it would be open by now. That's true. But this is. Although, unless if this is a criticism of Costco, then I won't stand for not it. Not a criticism. Maybe. Maybe just the Ferrero Corporation. Who, who's? I'm actually going to look here and see where these are made. New Jersey. So, oh, made in Italy. Of course, it's the Italians. Mm-hmm. The Italians have done a terrible job with this package. I mean, ooh, oh, there you go. Here well, we go. the the, the natural spill all over the, the natural floor. muscles of Bridger triumph here over I this go. packaging. Do not stand in my the way of my strength. Uh, this is all going to get edited. I'm gonna out. Get a, I have to have faith that this is all going to be. No, edited this out. is going to be tur- the volume will be turned up, <laughs> and there will be like kind of a a little beat put behind can it. I, can I assist in any way? Absolutely not. I'm going to do this myself. I oh, have to no. prove. This is how you that I. Tor- this is how you torture me. This is. <laughs> I can get this. Bridgie can get it. <laughs> Bridgie can get. Can we get your little sister in here to help? <laughs> <laughs> she would have this done by now. She would have these plated. 
Okay. There we oh, go. Finally. Beautiful. beautiful. And actually, once you get that wrap done, it feels so satisfying. Yes. Oh, look at that. Oh, this is truly, this feels like we're at my christening or something. And You're christening. Thank Here we you. go. You have to eat. I one am not it. eating one. Richard, I will be so rude. sick. It's very rude Jessica, to make I your guests you. eat a Ferrero alone. I offered with a full, uh, you know, I told everyone in the room I would not be eating one right now because the cookie is still settling in me and I can't <laughs> do it. The cookie is still settling. This is my, this will be my eight o'clock treat once I turn on the outsider. I feel like it's going nowhere. Can I just say Ferrero? A classic. It's such a good. The it's texture so good. is perfect. I think it's, it's always like, great. You bite into it and it like gives just enough, and then it, it's like a little uh, Fabergé egg or something. It's a beautiful. The Italians have really outdone themselves with this. And I'm usually not that crazy about other hazelnut flavored things or things mm, with hazelnuts. Mm-hmm. I will eat one. Of, I I mean I'm gonna go wild on this box. Oh, I love hazelnut. So I also wanted to bring this to you because like. Um, I'm sure this is true in a lot of other cultures, but Chinese people love Ferrero. Oh, is that true? Oh, yeah. They love gifting this. I wonder why. Like, they have the reverence for it that children have for it. Wow. Mm-hmm. And does this feel like a recent thing, or is it... No, it's all as, as far you... back as I can remember, Ferrero was always like a gift you bring to people. Like, you know, if you went to somebody's house for dinner or something, you bring them some Ferrero. And you have no idea why, or it's just... I think just because it looks fancy. Yeah, it just looks like a nice thing, and it's good, so... Mm-hmm. Chinese culture has just figured out, here's yeah. a good fancy thing, let's hang yeah. on to it. Chinese people also love C's candies. Oh, listen, I, I, w- I would bring Mary C back from the dead and marry her. <laughs> I love C's candies. Yes. I know some people don't like C's candies. Well, and they're I, fools. I love a scotch mallow. Have you ever had a scotch mallow? Well, I'm just not a fan. I'm not a marshmallow person. Oh, well, that's where you and I, again... This is what began the psychosexual yes, dynamic. Our, <laughs> our differing opinions on marshmallows. <laughs> and then it's just led to death and destruction. But, uh, can I tell you a treat I like to make in the summertime that I think you would really enjoy? Yes. Because I do love a s'more. Mm-hmm. And I say s'more, not s'more. Oh, no one... Anyone who says s'more is trying to. Is a goddamn hard. fool. It's a s'more. Come on. Um, I like to make s'mores ice cream sandwiches. Oh, so you're no mm-hmm. marshmallow. So... So, no, no, no. So, so like, when I eat a s'more, of course I have the marshmallow is part of it. Okay. And I'll, t- I've even been known around a campfire to eat a toasted marshmallow solo. Oh, interesting. That's the okay. only time I like it. But uh, in the summer I do, so I get uh, graham crackers, um, a scoop of chocolate ice cream, oh. and then uh, a smattering of marshmallow fluff. Oh, okay. And I'll just make a whole bunch of those, wrap it in wax paper, and then put it in the freezer. And you have a s'mores ice cream sandwiches mm-hmm. all summer. Oh, so there's no toasted element. I thought you were no. going to say, then I bring out my flambe no. tool and it's toast it. Truly, you have to have nerves of steel to make these, though, because it's a race against time. Oh, the, the melting. Ice cream, the ice cream is melting before your eyes as you're mm-hmm. trying to get through 25 ice cream sandwiches. delicious. Why have I not been invited over for a s'more ice cream sandwich? It's because I hate you. Well, uh, that aside... <laughs> That aside... Well, I've made a hard pivot to another frozen treat. I haven't what? made them in a while. Uh, I make a frozen mini key lime pies. Oh, Have delicious. you had one of those No, I made? haven't. Uh, okay, so what other things have you made that I haven't been able to try? Um, I make... Oh, you had my banana pudding. The banana pudding is incredible. Every time, it's just a miracle. And uh, I think you've had when I make strawberry mochi cakes. I have. Delicious. Yeah. 
Always a, a very nice texture. Yes. And in the summer, I do strawberry rhubarb emoji cake. Oh, my God. You are. I love a seasonal a, ingredient. You you I are, love a seasonal ingredient. Yes, you do. You're but yes, the, the, key lime, the mini key lime pies, the reason they're so delicious is I sit there and I hand squeeze a pound of key limes. Wow. And I assume purchased at Costco. No, because they wow. don't sell key limes. Costco. The, I know. The only place that sells key limes that I find um, are is Sprouts. Is a key lime just sweeter than a regular lime? Is that what the no, deal is? No, it's actually more, it's a more intense tart flavor. Oh, okay. I guess that makes sense mm-hmm. because you're putting sugar into it. You don't want it to be sweeter. Yeah. Okay. So but you're it's a very concentrated lime flavor. You're squeezing all of this lime. And they're tiny. Yes. And then you're making the curd or whatever it is. Uh, yes, it's, the... it's a cream cheese base. Okay. And then pouring it into a graham cracker. Is that what's happening? Um, I pour them into a cupcake mold. Okay. And then, oh, and uh, you know, you do, uh, the recipe I I use calls for a cool whip. Cool whip. Oh. And I refuse. Oh, of course. So I make I make whipped cream. Okay, and sure. and I think that's what make that elevates it. Okay. And so then you put you you know you you get your whole mixture together and then you pour I pour it into cupcake molds All and right. then at the top is where I put the graham cracker crust. So oh. then you turn it upside down oh, when it's brilliant. frozen. It's an upside down so frozen key So it looks like lime. a little, you know, thing. Oh, that's adorable. It's very cute. We're to the part in the podcast where we're going to play a game. Oh. I know. You didn't think there were going to be any games outside of our usual... Cat and mouse. Cat and mouse. But there's a game. And I'm going to... I think we're going to play a game called... Gift or a Curse. Okay. We're going to play Gift or a Curse. I've been playing that with you all day. Yes. And it just intensifies and intensifies. But uh, I need a number from you between 1 and 10. Six. Six. Okay. Right now, I'm going to do some calculating. I want you to, while I'm doing my calculating, I just want you to recommend something to my listeners that might improve their lives. It doesn't matter what it is. I think you know what I'm going to suggest. Okay. Take your time. I, I'm going into the cave. I will figure out what the, what's going to happen with the game, and I'll return after. You're just going to leave me alone in I'm here. I'm leaving you. You're now at the, uh, you're piloting the podcast. <laughs> I have died as the pilot, and you're trying. You're going to keep us in the air until I come back to life. Okay. Well, now that Bridger's gone, I can officially reveal that this is now 100% a Costco podcast. And of course, my suggestion for everyone to improve their lives is a Costco membership. Now, Costco memberships come in two tiers. There is the regular Gold Star membership, and then there's the Gold Star Executive membership. Um, I do have one tip for everyone. In California, at least, because of the California Dram Laws, did you know that you can purchase alcohol at Costco without a membership? So all you have to do is go into the... Go to the... Oh, no! I guess you're never going to find out what the tip is. I've Sorry, I, you can't use the tip now. <laughs> you've got, you've done enough shilling for this company. How would you know what I was shilling if you were out of the room and not listening? I in? heard the echo. I, <laughs> I could just feel uh, the, the vibrations your, your cave. of yes. <laughs> um, okay, so what? How this game works is I'm going to name three things, and you're going to tell me if it's a gift or a curse, and why. Okay. Ready. Simple enough. Okay. Yes. Item number one, reclining your seat on a plane. Is that a gift or a curse? It's a curse. Why? Because there's such debate. Well, it's a curse 
first and foremost because the airlines are terrible and all they do is try to think of increasing ways that they can squeeze you for discomfort yes um but i i think the world is very divided on whether or not it's okay to recline your seat whether it's an asshole move or not and because no one can agree on it if the person in front of you reclines you kind of have to do it to give yourself space yes and it starts this domino effect but if everybody signed the social contract saying no one or none of us are going to recline our seats that's fine too but i mean truly the enemy is the airlines and it's just a way for us to fight amongst ourselves while the overlords laugh i think uh, you know i actually wow (laughs) you've really nailed this in a way that i didn't expect i mean i just going to the leaving out the politics Mm -hmm. just reclining your seat for me is a gift Absolutely a gift. But you do, you start to look at the bigger picture mm-hmm. and the division we're seeing as a planet over this subject is heart wrenching. <laughs> Has that stopped me from reclining my seat? Of course Never. not. Never. The airlines are absolutely, absolutely to blame. They, the amount of things they've taken away from us without advancing in any other way is wild. That said, you're wrong. (laughs) I'm going to say reclining your seat on a plane is a gift. And I think if we all embrace that it's a gift because we need to take a nap on a plane because it's the most painful thing we do as human beings is fly through the air. Why can't we all just agree to let ourselves inch back a few? All that said, I'm the size of a small child. Yes. So it's probably unfair for me to say this. But the option is there. The option is there. Why can't... You can't dangle the option of being able to recline slightly and take a nap in front of me and not expect me to take it. That's... I guess that's why it's... Yes. I can see why you think that's a curse because Mm -hmm. it's like, here's the... The fact that you had to jump through this many hoops to explain your position (laughs) makes it a curse. But again, the thing that makes it a gift is that I'm right. And while our us proletariats squabble amongst ourselves, tearing each other to shreds, (laughs) our capitalist overlords are laughing in their ivory towers. I guess we all just need to set our sights on the. uh, We have to take down the airlines. Yeah, we we have to destroy all. But who is going to do it? Is there any airline that's treating people like people? That's why I had to come here today to discuss this matter with the you. The Costco airline. Yeah. Costco, it's time for your airline. I feel like they would make a good airline. Oh, they would make a fantastic... Costco is an excellent resource for renting cars. <laughs> I am so thrilled at how much information is being shared about Costco on this podcast. <laughs> By the way, Costco also sells mem- discounted memberships to uh, like those um, private airline, like chartered plane companies. Oh, clubs. I've, I've recently heard yeah. about uh, like jet x or something or uh jet suite x okay but but not something like that this is more like uh it, it's it's like a timeshare plan where you you know you buy into like a membership of a you, you have to pay like a membership fee to be part of a club and you get a lot at a certain amount of you know miles and stuff oh interesting yeah. okay i don't understand mm-hmm. fully understand how that works but it's basically like you're timesharing a private plan wow mm-hmm. oh well maybe i'll look well, of course I'm, why what am i yeah. saying i'm not going you're to you're not look. going to I- yes if you 
the day that you purchase a membership to a private fleet of, of chartered planes before I do. The fact that I even <laughs> remotely jumped to that I will look into this. Something yes. is broken in my brain. Yes, absolutely. This is why I only could eat the cookie because I'm considering buying a private plane after a single <laughs> cookie. If I had eaten the Ferrero, I would be at Costco right now. Buying the getting membership. Getting the plane, yeah. yes. Okay, so... Uh, zero out of uh, three so far. Also, I didn't realize that this was going to be a graded test based on a person who was proven to be completely wrong most of the time. <laughs> well, looks like <laughs> I have outdone you at last. <laughs> You've ambushed I me. I have finally found my in. Okay, number two, gift or a curse, Brazil nuts. Brazil nuts, of course, are kind of a cockroach-sized nut. <laughs> I'm going to say give because they're delicious. Okay. I, um, look, for a long period of my life, I considered the Brazil nut a curse. I thought it was the worst nut in the nut mix. I thought it was just getting in the way. And I think a lot of people agree. They, they think it's kind of a bland, large thing to chew on. About two years ago, I was seeing a therapist who, for the most part, did not help me in <laughs> any way. I mean, that much is obvious. But at the same time, my doctor had told me my cholesterol was high. Mm -hmm. And I shared this with my therapist as I was just reaching for topics to talk to about uh, with this guy. He recommended Brazil nuts. Two Brazil nuts a day to lower your cholesterol. Two is all it takes. I was extremely skeptical. I mean... Him being a not a great therapist aside, <laughs> the Brazil nuts it seemed like kooky science to me. I did a decent amount of research on the internet, and it seems to be kind of a proven thing. So I am now eating two Brazil nuts every morning. The things I'm revealing on this podcast about how I eat, <laughs> someone is going to assassinate me. <laughs> someone take me out. And that is how I got one in over you. Oh, again. Foiled again. Just when I was about to take over. No, I have been eating two Brazil nuts a day since this revelation. My cholesterol has gone way down. I'm now getting, you know, and it feels like a fun little vitamin. That well, I let's to eat see what morning. this box of cookies does to that number. That's true. That's very true. But I'm going to say I'm going to agree with you. And I've I've grown to like the Brazil nut. It's deeply I've underappreciated. I've always loved them. It's like a, would you compare it to a peanut? Is the flavor no, peanutty? Is no. It, it's its own unique flavor. It's its own unique flavor. I, I guess that may be true. I would say it's closer to an almond than a peanut. You think it's got an almondy flavor? I think no, it's, it's more just mild. Closer to an almond than a peanut. Okay, but mm -hmm. I, I would say flavor-wise, it's more walnut. No, no. See, it's its own thing. It is its own. You thing. can't box can't in a box Brazil nut, <laughs> and I'm not going to. I'm on its side. Okay, so now you've gotten one out of two. I don't know how to keep score. You've failed one. You've succeeded in one in this game. That's fine. You're, this is the one that's going to make or break Here me. is number three. Number three, gift or a curse. It's an app. It's a website. It's Yelp. Okay. Gift or a curse. 100% a curse. Why? Because Yelpers are some of the worst people on earth. <laughs> and they've completely, they, they hold businesses hostage. I mean, there are a lot of great advantages. It's a great resource. I use it regularly to look up restaurants mm -hmm. and businesses and things. But the way that it has given power to absolute raving lunatics is 
just disconcerting. Jessica, you're absolutely right. <laughs> this is a, I think Yelp and I'm going to I'm going to go into this further is an absolute curse because it's no longer even a good resource to find restaurants. Every restaurant on it has four stars. <laughs> 1500 reviews yes it's and everyone's insane almost entirely untrustable at this point yeah the, it's just flooded with people who are not food critics yes. who are just complaining about arbitrary bullshit. things and also people don't mm. understand that i when i'm reading looking up a restaurant reading reviews i just want the headlines i want the bullet points 100 percent. i don't I, the ones that are 10 paragraphs long and that start with so me and the girls wanted to have a great night out because it was Sarah's birthday and we weren't able to spend it with her last week because she broke up with Bae it's like I don't give a shit no about your life no one cares I want you to get the death penalty you at sad this point. loser yeah. also I by the way I've said this multiple times in the writer's room now but people who t- who upload photos of food on Yelp but don't label what's in oh, the photo infuriating death penalty well, absolutely death penalty this is why you and I can't run a country because we would have <laughs> huge lists of people who deserve, deserve to die and yes. it would end up being you and I yes. and then of course we would have to kill one or the other yes we would try to sentence each other to death and yes. then there would be no more executioner <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just one lonely soul yeah just two Costco. executioners chasing each other around a vast country. <laughs> oh, I don't mind that idea. Um, I, yeah, I feel like Yelp reviews are now so inflated that it's impossible to tell what's actually good or bad. Um, I, But where do we turn? Where do we turn to find restaurants at this point? I don't understand what the world has become. I, can, I, don't, I can't trust anybody. You, I guess the only professional can, reviewers? No, the only person you can trust is me. Your friend, Jessica, 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 Jessica Gow. I give Jessica Gow and ask... You do have good taste in restaurants. You, Thank you. Uh, took me to... What was that um, restaurant we went to out in the valley? Uh, the San Gabriel Valley. Yeah, mean. San Gabriel Valley. Um, Where did I take you? Spicy. Oh, Citroen Impression. Yes, delicious. Yes. My had, I was just there last night. We had lamb on toothpicks. Is mm-hmm. that what Toothpick it is? Toothpick lamb. Uh, some sort of French fry. It was so delicious. Yes, yes. And it's got a the... smoked ribs. Oh. We had wontons and chili oil. Um, what a what a day for me. Mm-hmm. The, what is... It's a peppercorn that they're putting on it? Yeah, so it's uh, Szechuan. Uh, so Szechuan cooking, it's known for its, spi- its spice, but specifically for a Szech- the Szechuan flour pepper. Mm-hmm. And it... It's not spicy in terms of like heat. It's spicy in a way that numbs your mouth. Yeah. So in it's... Chinese, it's called ma la. Ma means numb and la means spicy. Okay. So it, it numbs your entire mouth and your tongue. And it's, to me, is not uncomfortable. Whereas like oh, a lot some of people are freaked out by really? it. Really? Well, if they're not prepared for it. Because usually the spice mm-hmm. that I'm used to is just like, oh, I'm in pain. Yes. And then later my stomach is in pain. <laughs> um but with this type of spice, it's like, well, your mouth feels tingly or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's not agony. Yes. And it has such an interesting, delicious Yeah, it's like flavor. you can't stop eating yes. it. It's, yeah. You just want, it's you want to keep putting it in your mouth, which is yeah. very interesting. Um, okay. Well, so you failed um, on... You failed on the first. You succeeded on the second, the Brazil nuts. And I truly triumphed on the third. You absolutely knocked it out of the park. We came together in a way that I don't think anyone listening to this would have expected. Um, you know, but I think that's kind of our dynamic, which is uh, trying to cut each other's throats and yeah. then uh, eventually being back to back and yes. cutting everyone else's throats. Lifelong friendship ending in death by each other's hands. Yes. Okay. 
Well, we've reached the final section of the podcast, which is called I Said No Questions. <laughs> this is the part of the podcast where listeners write in to I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. These people are desperate. They're reaching out to none other than me. They're reaching out to a podcast they haven't heard yet. Oh, they are reaching out in a big way. And they're asking for help um, in their li- They're trying to buy gifts for people in their lives. Oh, boy. And they need advice. Okay. So I'm going to read a couple of these and we're going to try to advise a couple of these poor, desperate souls. This is a challenge tailor made for me. I know. And I'm. S- these people are very lucky. The following two people are going to get some very good advice. First up, Bridger, I need a gift for my dad's birthday this month. He's the kind of guy who buys nice things for himself, mostly expensive wine, and he hates clutter. He uh, he does love books, but I can't keep him buying. I can't keep buying him books for every occasion. It's starting to feel lame. That's from Danny in Phoenix. Hmm. So basically, what we're looking at here is Daddy is turning and different age. Daddy loves wine mm-hmm. and apparently has too many books, but does enjoy reading mm-hmm. uh, unless he's just been telling the daughter that he yeah. enjoys reading and is illiterate or something. Um, so she's. He, oh, he also hates clutter, which, to me, you've been buying this person books. Yeah. You're Danny. You're part of the, you're part clutter of the problem. problem. Yeah. Well, well, first and foremost, I would be shocked. My first uh, tip would be, I'm, I would be shocked if he doesn't already have it, but a, a lovely decanter if he's such a big wine guy. Oh, okay. Um, because, sure, it's an extra object, but it's something you absolutely need, you know? Sure. It will just assist in the wine drinking. Yes. And if you buy a beautiful enough one, it'll just be decorative. It's, mm-hmm. It could double as decorative. Um, the other thing is, for people who hate clutter, I always say, get them an experience. So, it oh, might be nice yes. if you took your dad to, like, a wine tasting. There you go. Not mm-hmm. a bad idea. Take him, find a gr- a great winery either one that he has yet to discover maybe his favorite do go there do a tasting do a flight it'll be fun and now is there like a um i feel like there are like custom wine websites or something is that Mm -hmm. something you can order like uh like, uh, am I making this up? Oh, it's uh, you're talking about those sites where it's like, oh, if you take this test, we can t- we can tell you which wine that, yeah, that, that you would love. That now feels that you a little, describe it, it sounds like a scam. Well, it also just feels like uh, kind of like the Disneyland of wine, where it's not for serious. Yeah, it's wine. not for people who actually serious know. wine collectors are not going to be yes. into that. Yeah, they don't want to take a personality test, but um. But yeah, I mean, there there are like uh, you can have subscri- you can become members to wineries that you love, and then you can order cases of wines and things. Okay. And they might like offer you exclusives. They'll offer you a discount. Mm. Um, most like major wineries like uh, like they have members, and you pay a membership fee. So if you know if your dad, if there's one specific winery that he is his favorite, it'd be you could buy him a membership, and that means that he would get discounted rates to um, to all other wines if he buys it by the case. And I feel like I um. Winery. I feel like Arizona probably has some decent mm-hmm. wineries. Does that seem right? I know there's a few. I don't know if they're decent or not, but I know they exist. It feels like a climate that could work for a winery. Yeah. Um, the other mm-hmm. thing would be um, if you got him like some, depending on what kind of wine he likes, some lovely chocolates that would be a good pairing for oh, his wine. Oh, yeah. Like a Ricuti or something. Yeah. I feel like, uh, mm-hmm. well, actually, what about a uh, pig leg? <laughs> That could work with yes, some... get get him a uh, Hamon Serrano. Yeah, unless he's a vegetarian. Um, I mean, uh, on the other side of this with the book thing, I don't know if you agree, in, like an e-reader. 
Like mm-hmm. a, uh, yeah, it's like a Kindle or yeah. something. Yeah. For me, I uh, moved to New York a few years ago and had so many books, and I, there was so much moving going on. It became absolute hell. I had to get rid of all of the books, but now just basically have a Kindle, which has its ups and downs. But that might be something you would look into. Yeah. That uh, immediately decreases clutter. Yes. Although. I'm very skeptical of putting all of our media into electronic forms. Yes. That Things feels, that can disappear with one sharp drop. Yeah. It feels like we're headed towards a future where 99% of our art vanishes yes. in a mistake. And Agreed. we're left with nothing. Somebody has like a copy of the Da Vinci Code and that's all we've got left to read. <laughs> it becomes our new Bible. Yeah. that. Oh, that's a... Dan Brown is God. Hmm. Okay, well, Danny, good luck with that. Get Dad, take him to the winery. At the end of it, get him the ebook, mm-hmm. which is full of book. You recently purchased books about wine, mm-hmm. and show him that you only know two things about his personality. <laughs> I think that's the goal there. Um, okay, moving on. I think we solved yeah. that. I think the greatest gift a father can give his children is to have a hobby. Oh, absolutely. Like a clearly identified hobby. Mm -hmm. I mean, actually, I think beyond fathers, anyone, if you can have one thing that people can look at when buying gifts. Yes. It makes things so much easier. Yes. Although I will say I've got a few hobbies that I'm very clear about. Frequently don't get any gifts to do with them. All I know about you is you love to eat cookies. I love to eat cookies. I love listening to music. I love playing video games. Oh, that's right. I forgot you are a secret gamer. I, I'm going to... Uh, I mean, I, I don't want to bring the army of gamers at me. Not a, that term. <laughs> and I, I've been beating this drum since 2005. That's a bad term. I, I like to play video games. We've played video games together. We, have. we played uh, Lovers in a Dangerous... Uh, space Time? Space Time, Is yeah. That what it's called? Yes. You're a bit of a gamer. I wouldn't say that. You like a good. You I will like play a, a video. Game. Yes, if I find a good game, I'll be really into it for like a month or two, and then I'll go a year without playing a game. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Have you played anything recently? I haven't played anything. I think since we played Lovers in a Day. Oh, I, it was a very traumatic experience. Yeah, obviously, yes, I, I <laughs> I've never, turned you off. I never want to play another game you in my threw life. Threw out the uh, whatever video game console we were playing it on, <laughs> bashed your TV in, and moved on. Absolutely. Okay, let's move on to the next thing. Dear Bridger, my brother is turning 50 this month. The family is having a big celebration for him, which makes me anxious because we haven't spoken in over a year. Oh. (gasps) Oh, and here we go. He's a diehard Trump supporter. I couldn't be any further from that ideology. What am I supposed to get my estranged brother for his upcoming milestone? Sincerely, Brian in Omaha. Oh, well, this is a complicated one, Yes, Brian. because here's the thing. It depends on whether or not you are trying to repair this relationship or whether you are trying to send a message. Uh, yes, or permanently end. Yes. If you're trying to send a message and permanently end, I would say make a donation in his name oh. to the ACLU, to Planned Parenthood, oh, to anything. very good. To an immigrant, like, uh, support, like, charity, something like that. Sure. That, uh, uh, the Planned Parenthood thing reminds me, among other things, um, I was in o- Omaha a few weeks ago, and I went into a thrift store called uh, Surprise Thrift Store, looking for, you know, just a fun little item. A surprise, item. perhaps? And the surprise I found was that it was uh, 
a pro-life thrift <gasps> store and almost all of the shirts on display said defund Planned Parenthood. <gasps> oh my god! Uh, it was either that option or yeah, it was it was a rough situation. So it was uh, in Omaha. Maybe that's the thing to get the older brothers mm-hmm. donate some money to Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. Of course. This is that the, said, this, this is, is the, the nuclear yeah, option. This is the, this is the goodbye you, yes. older brother Go- goodbye option. Goodbye with a fuck you. Yes. That's, Which I'm yes. not opposed to. Absolutely. Look, we no don't know your life. Yes. You know, we're going to give you all the options. Yes. So this is the nuclear option. This jackass might have it coming. And t- I mean, I, he opens that in the middle of his big 50th celebration and there fireworks. Absolute yeah. fireworks. <laughs> Absolutely. But, you know, there maybe there's uh, an option to mend the fence or to try to come closer to the brother make some mm-hmm. type of connection to yeah. this person that you disagree with yes now something more neutral but still like a little bit underhanded perhaps buy him a book buy, maybe, a, oh. maybe a historical non-fiction book oh not a bad idea mm-hmm. something that kind of just gives some perspective yes you know especially depending on the kind of book like if you bought him like a World War II history book you could be like seems like something up your alley yes because I feel like men like that generally love of war history. And I also feel like men like that need to be reminded that Nazis are bad. Yes, and also be, to, to be reminded that reading is a skill you should brush up yes, on. Yes, I I mean, this podcast, so let's just say it right now, is very pro-reading. Let's all read a book. <laughs> it's not that hard and is frequently enjoyable. Yes, absolutely. So maybe your 50-year-old brother could use a book. There's The other thing is buy his love. Get him something big. Buy him a jet ski. Just... <laughs> He hasn't seen you in over a year, and suddenly yeah. you're showing up with a big tag yeah, item. Yeah, really stunt on him. Yeah, and then, what does he do? At that point, he's he's cornered. He's got to yeah. be on your side in some way. And say, this jet ski is yours if you vote blue. There you go. Oh, <laughs> just make it a kind of a yes. moral challenge on his birthday. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Everybody loves a little bit of a mind game on their birthday. <laughs> Everybody. Absolutely. And this is the podcast this for mind games. This is the games. podcast for mind games. Mind Costco games, gift giving. And betrayal. Yeah. <laughs> and occasionally we talk about gifts. That's fine. Yeah. Jessica, I think we've answered mm-hmm. these questions we've answered so many more we've brought up so many questions for each other mm-hmm. it's been wonderful having you here i'm so excited to take my sweets home and just have a week full of costco related cookies and chocolates yes i want you to think about costco every single day well here's the thing jessica i already <laughs> do one <laughs> day i'll I be want- a member and I will be so powerful. But uh, that's the end of the show. And thank you for being here. It's been agonizing. It's been horrible. But I'm, but I'm glad to have done it. God bless. I've got to stop saying God bless. We're going to have to edit that out. People are going to start thinking I'm a religious fanatic. And But uh, listeners, Bridger's wearing no less than 10 rosaries <laughs> on his neck. I've got a Pope hat on. Um, Little red Pope shoes, which look fantastic on you, by the way. Thank you. They're very slimming. Um, I need to figure out a different sign off. Mm -hmm. Goodbye. Thank you. And that's the end of the podcast. I Said No Gifts isn't exactly a right production. It's engineered by Earth Angel Stephen Ray Morris. The theme song is by Miracle Worker Amy Mann. Uh, you can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at I Said No Gifts. And if you have a question or need help getting a gift for someone in your life, 
Email me at isaidnogifts at gmail.com. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're at it? Well, I invited you here. Thought I made myself perfectly clear. When you're a guest in my home, you gotta come to me. So how do you dare to survive?